0: This is an RNZ podcast. Hello, I'm Simon Morris. Film lovers of a certain type, I'm thinking of people like Quentin Tarantino and Ant Timpson, often profess a huge enthusiasm for the old B-movies. Back in the day, B-movies were the bottom half of a double feature. They were short, sharp and made up for their lack of budget with a certain amount of imagination and skill. They weren't all great by any means. In fact, many struggled to be even adequate. But they mostly had one saving grace. You knew what they were about almost immediately. So what's the story? 25 words or less. Okay. Movie exec calls Ryder. Ryder's girlfriend says he's at the movies. Exec goes to the movies, meets Ryder, drinks with Ryder. Ryder gets conked and dies in four inches of dirty water. Movie exec is in deep shed. An A movie could feature the Magnificent Seven riding into town. A B movie was lucky to have one, and he didn't have to be all that magnificent. An A picture like Jaws could allow an hour or so of exposition and character development before bringing on the shark. A modern B movie like The Shallows didn't have that luxury. Today, like it or not, we're in an extended season of B-movies as the A-movies continue to linger in the studio's waiting rooms. Still, if a film can't dazzle us with star power and special effects, it can at least win us over with ingenuity and an attractive premise. Bray Johnson. Miranda Wells. There goes my deductible. Don't waste your insurance on this. Why is he taking a bumper? Because he's offered to come over to fix it. You're letting him follow us home? Mind you, one person's attractive premise, that's called The Secret, Dare to Dream, and I'm trying to put my finger on just when I decided it wasn't aimed at me. Sometime after solo mum Katie Holmes meets too-good-to-be-true Josh Lucas with the promise in the title of a twist on the old Mills and Boone meet cute. How do you know Miranda? I don't, really. Why are you fixing a roof? I just don't want you to blow this. She doesn't love him. Not like dad. All your dad ever wanted was for you to be happy. How would you know that? Is Josh real? Well, no, of course he isn't real, but is he realistic? I don't think I'm going to bother to find out. The fact is that many of these 25 words or less B-movie plots just aren't my sort of B-movies. Fencing, fighting, torture. Revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. Doesn't sound too bad. I'll try and stay awake. Oh, well, thank you very much. Very nice. If it's going to be something dumb, can it at least be something dumb I might like? Someone wants something really badly and everything goes wrong, say, or girl torn between wrong but dashing and right but diffident. Fish out of water comes right. Someone wrongfully accused of murder. I mean, how hard can it be? My name is Mike Hammer, if it matters. What do you want? He was out to get men who tortured women and killed with the ferocity of wild beasts. This was their jungle. Cut the knife! Well, clearly it's harder than it looks because most films struggle to get made, let alone win over an audience. All we can do is be thankful when one or two succeed. And this week, three different strategies for coming up with a winning formula. But well, That's where we are in this world today. We seem to have developed a fundamental inability to apologise to anyone for anything. Unhinged is essentially Jaws from the shark's eye view, in this case, predatory monster Russell Crowe. Swedish movie Britt Marie Was Here is more family-oriented as a middle-aged housewife runs away to become a children's football coach, despite knowing next to nothing about football. And first, another middle aged housewife with considerably more firepower. Kate Blanchett stars in Richard Linklater's Where'd You Go, Bernadette? So, from what you're saying, she ran over a mother at school. Bernadette! And going, what do we do? Punish it. <laughs> then she created an environment which destroyed a neighbor's home. Where'd You Go, Bernadette? is a film that depends more than usual on the charm of its central character, a madcap housewife and mother who spends much of her time antagonising her neighbours in suburban Seattle. I don't know what to do, do. I try to trim it. Can way, I help can you? you? Oh, hi, Bernadette. I didn't know you were home. Apparently. I hope you don't mind. I called the blackberry abatement specialist. The blackberry vines are coming under the wall. It's in my raised vegetable beds, my worm bins. It's It's Tom. Bernadette Fox. No card. As played by Kate Blanchett, she's allowed plenty of latitude by her husband and daughter because she's funny, she's quirky, and, well, she's Kate Blanchett. Speaking for myself, though, none of these attributes are quite enough to do the job. Morning, Lucy. Hey, Mom. Bernadette Fox was simply the most exciting thing in the world of architecture 20 years ago. Well, no-one told me... The source of Bernadette's disgruntlement is that she used to be something more, a brilliant architect, in fact, but she let it go to be a wife and mother. Hubby, incidentally, may be a highly successful Microsoft executive, but he isn't paying her quite enough attention. Do you guys remember when you told me if I got perfect grades all the way through middle school, I could have anything I wanted? I think it was to ward off any further talk of a pony. Compensating for Dad spending so much time in the office is daughter B played by an attractive newcomer called Emma Nelson. She loves Mum for all her faults and thinks Bernadette's only problem is that she's just too damn awesome. Want to know what it is? I don't know. Do we? A family trip to Antarctica. Ponies are cute and maybe not as much trouble as we thought. In fact, B does much of the heavy emotional lifting in Where'd You Go, Bernadette? She can obviously see things in her mother that elude the rest of us. Kate Blanchett is undoubtedly a brilliant actor, but that's not quite the same thing as being instantly likable in the way that, say, Olivia Colman or Julia Roberts are. I think what happened to my mom She's... is that she got so focused on her family that she forgot about herself. Honey, are you getting enough sleep? Sleep? What's up? Yeah... And without that casting shortcut, all I could see was the bad behaviour. I certainly saw no evidence of Bernadette spending too much time thinking of her family, or indeed of anyone but herself. It's hard not to think of words like white, rich, privileged and demanding. I have concocted a plan. Bernadette! she disappeared Bernadette jumped out a window as the title suggests Bernadette suddenly takes off typically without telling her husband or daughter and goes in search of herself her family proved themselves rather more admirable than I would have been by immediately taking off in search of her are you going to work yeah mom's missing and you're going to work well what do you want me to do B? don't know maybe look for her Where'd You Go, Bernadette? was originally a best-selling book and it's directed by Richard Linklater, the talented auteur of films like the Before Sunrise trilogy and Boyhood. But the usual charm of his films is relegated to the outskirts of this one. She didn't just vanish. I'm going to get my gear. Bernadette! it, Bernadette. Bernadette. Billy Crudup and Emma Nelson as Bernadette's family, Kristen Wiig as the neurotic neighbour, and cameos from the likes of Lawrence Fishburne and Judy Greer are effortlessly sympathetic as they struggle to discover why Bernadette went. There's one answer to all of your problems. Get your ass back to work. A huge project has come up that will require me to go to Antarctica. But in the middle is Kate Blanchett playing our heroine as someone who's already pretty amazing and simply needs everyone to get out of her way. This is a well-established figure in today's popular culture. Oprah, Ellen and various Kardashians leap to mind. But it's a hard character to sell to people who don't already love her. It's twice the challenge anyone ever imagines. With long stretches without sleep and exercise. Sounds like I've been in training for this for the last 20 years. The fact that Bernadette starts out wealthy, brilliantly talented, with a devoted family doesn't instantly encourage us to wish even more good things on her. And as played by Kate Blanchett, the sense of entitlement tends to increase. It's too late to say People sorry. like you must create. If you don't, you become a menace to society. How would I know? Why should I care? Something unexpected has come up. Just thinking about it, it's got my heart racing. Please don't fall. Would I have liked Bernadette better if she'd been played by Olivia Colman, say, or indeed by Kristen Wiig or Judy Greer? Hard to say. All I know is this time I neither cared where she went nor had any great desire to bring her back. I have this one shot to launch my second act. So step aside, because I am about to kick the hell out of life. World domination ain't eh, pretty. Whoa. On paper, the idea of unhinged seems to be a little bit too much of a good thing. Essentially, it's the standard woman-chased-by-mindless-threat plot, a staple of everything from the Halloween movies to the first Terminator, but with the twist that the monster gets equal time and dialogue. He's a psycho who came after me today. This is where your first lesson begins. Give me my phone. Put him back on this goddamn phone! No, I can't do that. But it turns out that the producers knew what they were doing. Unhinged puts the pedal to the metal early and doesn't quit until it's old-school punchline at the end. The film opens with solo mum Rachel taking her son Kyle to school. They're running late, and it doesn't help when some bozo in a four-wheel drive holds her up at a green light. Come on, man. Go! Rachel honks angrily and takes off, but it turns out she's picked the wrong man to antagonize. It's Russell Crowe, looking enormous these days and more threatening than usual, and he's about to let Rachel know where she was found wanting. You know what a courtesy tap is, young man? It sounds like this. It's light. It's friendly. I'm sure, that's what your mom meant to do. No, it's not, Mom. What we know and what Rachel doesn't is that Rusty's already been tipped over the edge and has decided it's a day for not taking prisoners. Wherever Rachel and Kyle drive, the man is on their tail and isn't going to quit. Having a kind of a hard time lately. I'm sorry. accept my apology? Just ignore him. If you could just do the same, we could press reset. I don't have anything to apologise for. The mark of a good B-movie like Unhinged is it borrows from the best. Certainly it takes dollops of early Spielberg, not just Jaws with its unstoppable menace, but its predecessor, Duel, in which a sole driver was threatened by a vast anonymous truck. Can you go, please? By personalising the threat, the now archetypal angry white man, we're reminded of Michael Douglas in Falling Down, blaming everyone else for his problems. But today there are any amount of similar people on the news taking to the streets and looking for easy solutions. Ma'am, are you okay? I'm pretty sure the guy in that truck's following me. He's road raging. Why don't you just chill, man? Go your own way. In other words, the Russell Crowe character could very well be the villain for our times, just as Rachel is a pretty good exemplar for modern women. She's played by Karen Pistorius, like Russell Crowe, New Zealand raised but now mostly working in Australia. What do you want? I need you to learn what a bad day really is. I need you to learn how to say sorry. Rachel's going through a messy divorce with Kyle's, frankly, pretty useless dad. She's doing the best she can for Kyle and her deadbeat brother, and her best friend is her ineffectual lawyer, Andy. In a nice touch, her tracker knows all this. He's stolen her phone. Andy? I'm sitting here. I'm waiting for you. Whose phone is this? I'm right across from your friend. Hey, listen to me. He's not a friend, okay? As unhinged continues, its ingenuity occasionally gets in the way of plausibility. Speaking as someone who can barely switch the phone on while driving, I found it hard to believe that Russell could be flicking between apps while hurtling along crowded city streets. Make up for the Music Man production. Carl was great in the quartet. Is that your he goes to school. No way. <laughs> House, my friend's son. My son doesn't go to... Rachel, i scrolling through the picture on your phone. Don't be Don't you touch my son! But by this stage, we no longer care about the laws of time, space or script writing. All we want is for Rachel to get through the film in one piece, for the first three quarters of the movie at any rate. For the last quarter, we also want her persecutor to get precisely what's coming to him. I don't think you really know what a bad day is. But you're going to find out. To Russell Crowe's credit, he turns in a terrific performance as your worst nightmare on the road. A road rager with all the time in the world to take it out on the object of his fury. And you're going to learn. Through violence and retribution. Sounds like you're waking up. i wide awake. You better bring your a game. And Karen Pistorius, who's a new face to me, plays Rachel with just the right blend of every woman's soccer mum and early Sarah Connor from The Terminator. Unhinged was never going to be more than genre picture fun, but Rusty and Karen make damn sure it's not less than that either. Scary, violent, noisy and a satisfying ending. Four boxes efficiently ticked. You're going to need it. Brit Marie was here as a routine piece of Swedish wish-fulfillment fluff, never the sort of film to get much push from the critics, who often damn them with the word feel-good. But for some reason, I found its deadpan decency very easy to warm to. The idea of someone taking off into the Nordic wilds to find themselves isn't unfamiliar. We've already seen Master Cheng do the same thing a few months ago. But where he was an exotic Chinese master chef, Britt-Marie is a 60-plus housewife who's been tidying up around her husband, Kent, for years. I took hand Mitt and Kent's home in 40 years, he took the business Until she discovers that for years, Kent has been living a double life with the glamorous, if less domestic, Camilla. Britt-Marie packs her bag and takes off into the countryside where she finds a job instantly as a youth worker in a tiny village. All right, the plot couldn't be more unlikely, but it shows what you'll accept with a likeable star. Multi-award winner Pernilla August is very big in Sweden, but she's best known internationally as Darth Vader's mum in The Phantom Menace. Here, she offers slightly bewildered assistance to the eight or so kids who make up the local soccer team. yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, I think, then we'll do it. Let's start with this idiot. Good idea. Modern rural Sweden is clearly a lot more multicultural than it used to be. The wildly assorted kids, led by the perky Vega, are understandably unimpressed with their new youth worker who also, it's part of her job description, has to act as their football coach. Does she know anything about football? Verstehst du auch nur irgendwas von Fußball? Mhm. Manchester United. But one thing she does know about is getting on with people, whether it's the kids, or Memo and Sami who run the local garage convenience store, or Sven, the local cop, who is soon smitten by Britt Marie's charms. Everybody has a welcome to boy. With this rather bald description of Brit Marie was here, I'm starting to wonder, as I'm sure you are too, what precisely I saw in the film. It's clearly not the intricacies of the plot, which boils down to Brit Marie's desire to be noticed for the first time in years. There doesn't seem a lot of suspense, apart from counting down to a football match against a far better team, with the result a foregone conclusion du vet att uh, fritiskorn ska läggas ner de vill ju träna till cupen tycker du att de behöver fler förluster vem är som har sagt att de ska förlora vem som har sagt att vatten är blött <laughs> but what the film does offer is an awful lot of charm a small mixed community of attractive characters who offer britt Marie the chance to raise her sights a little higher than her usual slogan one day at a time vet vad jag dricker faktiskt lite sprit jag tycker att jag är värd det ska veta att allt går att vända Britt-Marie's life has been mostly dedicated to other people's satisfaction since childhood. As she says, it was her sister who did the dreaming for the family. But when Kent comes back, disillusioned with Camilla's lack of domestic skills, will Britt-Marie consider his offer of a return to her safe, limited life a happy ending? <laughs> hey, Ernst Kling. on the honey.: You're clout her sen kommer du hem Jag är en 63-årig och jag har fått ungar som inte har minsta förtroende för mig och jag kan ingenting om It's one of the great 25 words or less plot lines I suppose Older character discovers she can do better But like all formulaic B movies it's mostly in the telling And long before the trendy bleak scandi noir the Scandinavians have been telling this sort of fairy story for years <laughs> Vill du ha mer kaffe? Nej. Du ska inte dricka kaffe när du ska svara. Nej, nej, det är inte därför jag frågar. Brit Marie Was Here is a Swedish-Norwegian co-production, but mostly it reminded me of a Danish pastry. Sweet, not too substantial, and expertly concocted. And it's also a reminder that the best performances allow us to go to them rather than ramming their star power down our throats. The final scene was so good because star Penilla Auguste convinced us her character deserved it. And on that real happy ending, it's time to go. I'm Simon Morris, and I hope you'll join me at the movies same time next week. Botox Cosmetic, auto botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.